Stephen Harmison with a slower ball. One of the great balls. Given the moment, given the batsman, and given the match, that is a staggering gamble that's played off for Harmison. It is episode four of the Villagers, and we have never been bigger. We've never been bigger. I've never been bigger. <laughs> if it's your first time with us, have a listen to the first three episodes. It will make a lot more sense for you. Um, I'm Rafe. With me, Ian, Ian, Roy. Hello. And the Hammerhead. Hey, up. Hey, up, lads. <laughs> hey, up. Miffy, you were at the uh, All Blacks Springboks Test match last night. How yeah. was that? Yeah, huge game, mate. Yeah, big build up to the World Cup this year. So, went to see um, lots of Test match animals in uh, in action. Love it, mate. What did you do last night, Tom? Quiet night in the library. Uh, actually, yeah, pretty pretty quiet. I went to uh, I went to the city. There's uh, the Bastille Festival on, uh, which is a French festival. There's Good band. Wearing, lots of people wearing berets, uh, which was interesting, and I definitely red laughed one? at. Well, there was definitely a few red ones, and I laughed at every single one of them um, <laughs> of those red berets. But no, it was okay. It was just lots of wine, champagne. Um, didn't smell great. It smelled very cheesy. Um, and then I went uh, got a pizza and went home. So yeah. All very quiet on the Western Front. Very Sticking with your job. nutrients plan. From <laughs> I did have a delightful um, chocolate, salt, salt, salted caramel soaked chocolate on a strawberry on a stick. So that was a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> it was eating it as well. <laughs> no, but, uh, that's probably the highlight. How are you, Rafe? Um, um, I watched Hijack with Idris Elba ate a chuck ice and fell asleep on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, classic uh, Saturday night, really. Um, so, if this is your first time, or as a refresher, we're three best mates, all from the same, well, two villages in England. Smithy's a hardcore Oriwis man, he's Staffordshire boy. Um, Tom's a bit of a gypsy, a bit of Oriwis, a bit of Barton in him. Um, his parents have now laid roots, uh, as Clive Jacobs says, in Rolleston. Uh, or Rolleston, uh, as it's also known. Um, so today, we're going to need to cover some correspondence, because again, we've been absolutely hammered off your WF episode. Um, more controversial opinions, a lot of people fact-checking us as usual, which is great, um, if not mildly annoying. Um but we do appreciate the feedback. And then we're going to cover the topic of hotheads. So sporting hotheads, specifically people we've played with or against in local sport. And for context, we're, we're basically three failed sports people. Um, Smithy, you were Midlands rugby, is that right? Yeah. Um, played a good level of rugby when I was younger. And bang average cricketer and footballer as well, yeah. Tom, you you uh, you used to call Edgebaston home, of course, with the Warwickshire Bears. What happened to your career? Uh, tried to play too many reverse sweeps. Didn't listen to the coaches. Thought I was better than I was, and I was swiftly uh, relinquished from my role at uh, Warwickshire County Cricket Club. <laughs> 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 Nicely put. And uh, me to reference Clive Jacobs again. Rafe is a clever bowler. He's just a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> No truer words said. Just my feedback, and very similar on my school reports. Yeah, and um, if anyone has played with us before, 
and knows what we're like as sportsmen, would like some feedback because it is always interesting to like little stories of people who have ever watched us do stuff. Uh, you know, it, is, uh, it does feel quite strange sometimes that I was the best rugby player in Staffordshire at the age of 16 and I don't really remember it. So, yeah, I'm sure you guys have got um, a few people that have watched you play. Well, I think I'm in a bit of trouble for my performance on Thursday. <laughs> Football? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, I'm in absolute deep with this one, the hotheads, and it's probably a good time to announce to the listeners that... Uh, I've made a comeback um, in goal, and as, as Smithy referenced in the first podcast, called me the resident petter check, uh, which was definitely not on, not the case on Thursday. I, I recently bought a new pair of goalkeeping gloves, um, and I shipped seven past me on Thursday. I picked up three yellow cards, um, a real Graham Paul incident, uh, where the third one eventually saw me dismissed. <laughs> For a red card, um, and in summary, uh, the first one was booked for for clattering someone. Um, the second one was a bit of bad sportsmanship. So their players basically, we, we've got an injury on our team, and they've run down and scored. And we were like, "Hang on, surely, like you know, you're stopping that." We've got a man down injured. So I've picked the ball up on the net, and I've ran to the halfway line, and I've gone, "Ref, what's going on here? Like, surely you've got to blow up for that. Like, we've got a man down. Like, it's, it, it, you can't let that happen." And one of the lads has just gone. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's five or six. Who cares? In some weird accent. So I've just got this ball and I've just volleyed at him. But I didn't realise it was a second yellow there. So I just ran back to the goal. So I thought, I've got away with that. And then um, I've just started dribbling out the box with the ball. We're 7 2 down. And uh, I've kicked the ball out. And as the player's um, running off, I've just literally just lashed out, kicked him. And the referee's gone, What are you doing? What are you doing? I just went, Oh, Graham was a bit uneasy. He went, You're an idiot. <laughs> Sent off, had to take the top off, freezing. Absolutely heckled by their their, their uh, players and coach. So yeah. your new gloves are working, then, Tommy. Sorry, <laughs> your new gloves are working wonders for you. Oh yeah, great, yeah, yeah, absolutely bloody brilliant. You are a sporting hothead. It's probably a good example. Yeah, but it's uh, just you know, I mean, we'll go, we'll go into some stories with the fact that you know this is very very well timed. The fact that four days ago I completely lost my head. I love it. Well, on that note, it's time for us to open Pat's sack. <laughs> postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and his villagers sack. Send us correspondence so we can talk our nonsense and everyone can have a regular laugh. Now, Tommy. Inside Pat's sack this week, we've received some great feedback. So we spoke about Stevie Clissold and your iconic photo that's on our Instagram profile now of you and him at Retro Nightclub Burton-on-Trent 2008 with him with his Brahma Bull rock tattoo out. We've actually stumbled upon something a bit more contemporary, haven't we? We certainly have, and I think, uh, you know... The fact that that original picture only got one like on my Instagram, I was pretty disappointed with. So to see that blowing up quite nicely was was great. But yeah, we have found a terrific toe of Stevie. Um, he, he is probably one of our local legends at, at the moment. And him stood with The Undertaker is one of the best things I've seen um, in a long time. You know, just thinking that, you know, he's probably given up the wrestling, um, you know, sort of side of things. No, absolutely full steam ahead. 
fantastic. Was he a hothead, but Stevie Clissold? He's not a hothead. He's someone who just loves wrestling with every ounce of his being and has for the last 17 years, it seems. Um, and, yeah, his photo is shaking hands with the real Undertaker at some kind of meet and greet. Uh, and it gave me a lot of happiness, that photo did. We'll, we'll try and reshare it. I'd love... I would love someone to reach out to Stevie Clissard. If anyone who's listening is, I'd love to reach out to him because he is a walking legend. Did you see a video of The Undertaker and his wife at a beach when there was a shark uh, just in the ocean? The Undertaker's just staring at it. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. No. no I'll, sh- I'll share this video. I'll put, it on, I'll put it on the Instagram. So, guys, if you're listening, there is a video that has just surfaced of The Undertaker's wife panicking and getting out of the ocean. <laughs> And the Undertaker is just stood with his arms crossed, staring down a shark. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, Excellent. I'm keen to keen to see that. Um, Smithy, you had some great feedback from your sister, the Honourable Josie Smith. Yeah. Um, who she just wanted to slightly, I suppose, add add some layers to your story of. Uh, recording over the final of Series 3 of the OC with England v Scotland live from Murrayfield. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. So, first of all, an apology to the listeners. I got the wrong sister to start off. So I thought it was Jane. Um, That's how much I cared at the time, obviously. We'll hear some audio in a minute from Josie um, as to what exactly happened so yeah, we can we can get going with that, I think. Yeah, so it was the OC, uh, third series, last episode, uh, waited to watch it, recorded it. Um, you then recorded over it with the football. Um, so I cried and you obviously didn't give a shit and I had to wait about six months to see Marissa die. Absolutely fuming. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> And as you can tell in her voice, she's still absolutely raging with me about it. <laughs> that was a solid ending, solid ending to that voice, though. Who did kill her? Any idea who did kill her? No, no, if anyone knows. I certainly didn't care. Uh, who, won, who won the rugby, though? Uh, no idea. Correspondence. Someone will Google it. Well, what, what year are we talking? Have we got a year, Smithy? <sighs> no. No, I can mean. You see, when did that finish? I feel like it was about two thousand. No, I'd probably go. Got to be late nineties, early two thousands. Sort of thought. Oh God! Okay. Okay. Yeah. Way off. Yeah. Great song from the OC as well. Actually, I never watched an episode. I remember the song, theme song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks for that, Josie. Terrible brother, really. Um. And the final piece of correspondence I got was from the Sheikh, who's got his third mention in the in the pod. My brother, the Sheikh, um, who sent me an e- sent me a message immediately about wrestling, reminding me of the fact um, the two of us used to play a game called One Two Three, which was as simple as wrestling, trying to pin each other down at my mum's house. And he's eight years older than me, and his message uh, to me. <laughs> His message to me said, probably a bit tight, a 10-year-old getting wailed upon by a British soldier. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been 18-ish. I was 10 and he used to pull me. And once, as a finishing move, (laughs) which he reminded me of in a message I'd forgotten about, had me pinned down, 
shoved my hand inside the video recorder and pressed rewind. You're <laughs> 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 not sure what it does, but it's genius. I used to scream. We also forgot to mention, Rafe, that you've spent most of your life serving the Queen. And with regards to the Postman Pat uh, theme tune and his sack, that you used to deliver a few letters of yourself. I did. Um, at How old was I? 18, I did. I worked for Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, my, in my book, The Best Queen, um, <laughs> working the Barton Four post round on foot. One of the great um, rounds. It was character building. It was great in summer, terrible in winter. Met some great people. You did my um, house, didn't you? Uh, yep, I did your house. I used to drop yours and then round the corner to Dunja, the neighbour. <laughs> the plunger. <laughs> yeah, great times. Great times. So, yeah, it's quite apt that we have the Postman Pat theme song. And shout out to Tim the Eggman who used to drive the van as well. <laughs> oh, dear. Fantastic. Hey, lads, it was a good week of, uh, of football friendlies for our uh, for our sides. I don't know if you've seen the scores that have happened over over this week. I think the Rams got a one-all draw with Salford last night. Correct. Huge. Uh, the, the crew, Alex, drew 2-2 with Burton. Fantastic. <clears throat> and the Super Saddlers, Waterloo FC, a one-all draw at home to Aston Villa. So, yeah, three draws for the our three sides, gents. Battle of the M6. <laughs> Good Ollie Watkins penalty as well, by the way. It's enough to level it for uh, for Villa. Uh, after Danny Johnson, the DJ, got us underway with a scrappy goal. <laughs> <laughs> scrappy saddlers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose we'd better get into hotheads. Um, and uh, probably no one better to kick us off, Tommy, than yourself, mate. Any sporting hotheads that you wanted to bring up? Any good stories, mate, from your playing days? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's one specific bloke who uh, should should I mention him or not mention him? Who Steve Scrimshaw? Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so, so I think me. we probably oh, should. So, <laughs> Scrimmy, I must say, is one of the, my favourite ever blokes I've ever played cricket with. But by gosh, he had a temper. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got, I've got a couple of stories. So probably. My most recent and probably funniest one was uh, we were playing. I think we were playing Denby actually. Denby, Denby, And Scrimmy was bowling, and uh, yeah, so I, I was stood at mid off, and for some reason, um, I don't know if I just said to him, I was like, "Oh, this uh, this batter just said that you're bowling like Bruce Dilks." And uh, for those who don't know who Bruce Dilks is, Bruce Dilks played for Swarkston uh, at the time and real gentle. Um, like outswingers that nipped around, and they were horrific to play against. Like he got, he was getting like fifty wickets a season. Really tough, really tough. Scrimmy is furious with that comment, so he turned at his run up. He's absolutely steamed in, bowled this ball as quick as he could, and he just turns to the batter and says, "I bowl like Bruce Dilts, but you bat like Bruce Forsyth." <laughs> and no one had even said he bowls like Bruce Dilts. No, so I. <laughs> The batter's like, what are you on about? And Scrimmy's just turned, like, walking off, like, in tears. In tears, going, oh, God, what am I done? Um, Brilliant. Another another story with, with Scrimmy is uh, we, we're playing um, in, like, the Derby 
Derby Cup competition. <laughs> um, there was a there was a guy who was about ninety not out, and Scrimmies ran into bowl, and we're playing at Dunstall. So, um, as you guys know, but obviously for the listeners, Dunstall used to have a lot of sheep in the field. So as Scrimmies just about to bound in and release the ball, the batter's pulled away, and Scrimmies gone. Why have you pulled away? The batter's gone. Oh, a sheep made a noise. Went bah for that. And Scrimmies just turned and said. Fucking hell, mate. What would you do with fucking 9,000 people at the MCG? They would face a fucking ball. <laughs> Again, I'm at Square Lake pissing myself. And then, like, it's kind of settled down. Scrimmy's walked back to, back to his mark. Scrimmy has then started running in. A sheep has gone bad. <clears> and he's just gone, no, nah, no, nah, sorry, sorry. Been put, been put off. And everyone was just in tears, in tears. Just, like, lost it. Lunatic. Just for context, there is about... 500 sheep isn't there in that field so at any given second there will be one of them going mad oh absolutely yeah, going yeah. <laughs> and my favorite scrimmy story tom i need you to tell i, I need you to tell this story because there's, there's some great ones that i wouldn't want to drop him in any kind of uh trouble because he's a, he is a legend but my favorite story involves him at hilton cricket club with um the barbers and their mum yeah, yeah. So this is actually a Dunstall as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was about last game of the season because I think we might have been getting relegated from Division 3 South. And um, whichever barber it was, he's just been smashing Scrimmy everywhere. And Scrimmy's like playing like on one leg. Like he's, for those who know Scrimmy, he's Vaselined up. He's got every single bandage that you can buy from a, from a shop on him. Like, <laughs> the man's incredible, bionic man. Um, and the barber's mum was sat sort of um, just kind of like on the left of the side screen, so sort of mid-off. And every time, um, every time barber scored a run, she's like clapping, going, well done, well done, like that. And again, for context, they were probably in their 30s at the time. <laughs> you can just imagine Scrimmy's face, can't you? Yeah, so... This is the, but this is the point, Rafe, where I've told you this story. Now I can't remember what happens because I only remember just being in absolute tears. So I've heard this third hand, and I hope that this entire story is true because it's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. Um, Scrimmy's got really angry at one of the barbers who's been batting, and he's 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 in sixty or seventy runs. He's cruising to a hundred. Scrimmy's yelled something at him or sworn at him. And the mum has shouted, Hey, that's my son! And Scrimmy's turned around and gone, Oh, I'll tell him to wear a fucking sign next time! <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that is exactly how it happened. I'd love to hear his version of that. But yeah, so, so thinking of that, I, I'm pretty sure that 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 happened at the end of the game. I'm pretty sure... That she was probably clapping and, and said something to him as they're walking off, and then, she, and then, the Scrimmy's obviously said exactly that, and that did happen. I can confirm that. And then I'm pretty sure Barber started storming after Scrimmy with a bat, and he was just losing his head. It was brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I'm glad you, I'm glad you know that because I played that game. And I can't remember. He's a genuine, genuine hothead. Genuine hothead. Yeah, one oh, of the loosest, genuine. loosest units I've ever met and played against for sure. But one one of the funniest blokes 
I've ever met and genuinely a, a very good cricketer as well a very good even, cricketer even though he bowls like Bruce Dilk <laughs> <laughs> and bats like Bruce Forsyth who does his son play for? Derbyshire oh, yeah. who? Bruce Forsyth's son <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Forsyth <laughs> Um, playing in the hundreds as well. What's the, what's the Welsh tit? I don't even know what they're called. Welsh Fire. Yeah. The Dragons. Or the Himri Khar, as it's known. <laughs> <laughs> Sniffy, got a hot head? Uh, yeah, the, the only one that sprung to mind really for me was um, the great Mark Williams from Old Ross Cricket Club, a.k.a. Bunter, um, <laughs> who I plied my trade with for many years in Old Ross Seconds. And one of my first ever games, actually, uh, was away at Marston's, and it was on and off with rain. And we talk about village. Paul Foster, who um, I played many years with at the Swifts, turned up wearing white trainers. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's fielding in the deep um, at, at cover. And Bunter's already not having the best of times, um, gone for a few runs. So he's relatively pink at this stage. And he gets hit out to the boundary and Fozzie's chasing it in these trainers and it's quite wet and he skids as he gets to the ball he skids and goes to pick the ball up misses it completely and boots it over the boundary (laughs) (laughs) and obviously you can imagine Bunter is raging but he's now purple but we're the funniest bit about it was that we're all falling about laughing because we not not because of Paul's kicked it over the boundary, but, but because of how angry Mark has now become, <laughs> become as he storms back to the to his run up. Um, yeah, he was a very very loose unit. I think he once I wasn't there, but he did. There is a famous story about him storming out to the middle at the end of a cricket match and just picking up the stumps and walking off. <laughs> <laughs> I think it involved an umpire that was like a member of the opposition team and he thought it was cheating so he took the stumps home with him yeah he didn't and he has got a ridiculous Brummie accent as well um, he said something along the lines of these are my stumps I'm going home <laughs> <laughs> is, he a, is he a Warsaw fan because I know, uh, I know Baggies uh, massive Baggies massive fan Baggy, baggy boy Baggies is yeah. I know Matt, Matt's brother is a, an avid Saddlers fan oh yeah Matt Williams Saddlers yeah yeah. Saddler's Partridge fan and a massive fan of Gomez. <laughs> Aurelio or Horatio? Uh, Angel. <laughs> um, well, I've got my favourite hothead story. I'm so grateful for the way my brain operates at times because it can pull out some <laughs> amazing memories it was i'll set the scene it was 2006 um, storm of a year as well that was a boiling year this great year well. yeah i, I was, was i was in germany i was in germany supporting england at the world cup you would have been mm. right world cup i was playing barton first team in the derbyshire would have been division two south i think and it was a year where um We'd had a massive recruitment drive at the club where they'd pulled in some players from all around the county and some ringers and that kind of thing. And we had a player called Chris Porter, who was an opening batsman. Again, he played for Derby, didn't he, Chris Porter? Striker. Uh, no, he was a 
performance coach there from memory and he's very successful in his own right genuinely brilliant coach but one of the hottest heads I've ever seen um, and by all accounts very talented cricketer but for Barton that season could not hit it off the square really struggled kept getting out in really silly ways and he used to walk off consistently and he would throw his kit around the change room chuck his gloves around and just play up and not speak to people drive home in the middle of games that kind of thing um, <laughs> yeah, that's wild <laughs> which is great but the best story involving port he was opening the batting so it was second innings of a game can't remember the team we were playing, but they were really rough, like a really rough team from Derby somewhere, and they were sledging loads, and there was some bad blood from their innings because we had been getting stuck into them a bit. And Ports was quiet, never sledged anyone, really nice guy. Um, and his mum made the cricket teas um, that week because we, all of our mums rotated who made the cricket teas, and he would have been probably 23, <clears throat> 24, so his mum used to come and watch the game still. And his mum put on an absolute clinic at the tea. And there was sandwiches, there was hot food, there was cakes, there was um, everything you can imagine that you'd want in a cricket tea. And anyway, Ports went out to bat, opening the batting with Liam Johnson, a.k.a. LJ Official, who we will get on the pod at some point. One of the funniest men I I know, definitely. Get your helmet. And Ports... <laughs> Ports was... Um, <laughs> Ports was opening the batting and all of the opposition are just set on him knowing it was his mum that made the cricket tees and they started ripping into him saying mate it's a bit sad 24 your mum's coming down to make cricket tees in it how sweet's that did she make your favourite things did she did she make your favourite cake did she mate and he's in the middle of an over has pulled away from the crease pointed his bat at their short at their short leg and said she's slaved for hours over those cakes <laughs> <laughs> and the whole game the whole game has fallen apart the opposition are laughing Liam Johnson's lying on his back laughing his head up <laughs> thought he's raging wanting to belt someone with a cricket bat come in and get involved and then I just remember it I just remember it overflowing and coaches getting involved and people saying, it's about respect, it's about respect. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he it. was, I mean, as I say, genuinely lovely man, and but has, has come to the aid of his mum, but in doing so has created one of the, my favourite sporting stories of all time. Yeah, um, that's gold. Aside from, speaking of cakes, same ground, um, <laughs> maybe two years earlier, and um, Smeet, Sam Eaton's feedback this week was, um, I needed to tell this story. Um, so, same ground, cricket tees, Ali Gardner's mum, uh, Ali Gardner was a member of our school cricket team, used to own and operate Needwood ice creams, and so bought two massive containers of ice cream along <laughs> to a school game we were playing. Mitch Ayling, H, a lot of ice cream in the break and as we went out to field had to go off the field because we sick slash shit and missed fielding innings while we fielded with 10 men because he'd gone nuts eating ice cream there's 
Right, did you play in that game at bar where that bloke uh, drove off after two balls? Um, no, you have to remind me of that. So, again, someone will need to confirm this story, but I'd heard that at Barton there was a there was a player who opened the bowling, and first ball of the innings, he's ran in, he's hit the bloke on the pass, appealed, umpire said not out, the guy's absolutely fuming, so it's absolutely club. Back to his mark, second ball of the game, He's run in, bowl, hits the pads, appeal, the umpire's gone, not out. He's absolutely furious, saying he can't believe it. Third time goes, does it again, appeals, the umpire goes, not out, and he just walks straight off the pitch into his car and he just drove home. Just left. So three <laughs> balls into a game, and this guy had driven home. Just left. Just... I mean, that's great. I'd love to know who that was if it's true, because that's genius. Talking about yeah, cricket fine. teas, what's your favourite cricket tea that you've had? Oh, Eckington oh. Cricket Club, without shadow of a doubt. Never been there, I don't think. Talk us through it. Well, where do we start? I mean, you're talking potato wedges, you're talking lasagna, chilli con carne, great array of crisps, cakes, fantastic, <laughs> pudding, ice cream. It's the works. It's, it's honestly hands down. Pizza, you name it. Um, chocolate bon 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 bons. They, oh, they put on the best tea. It really surprised me, um, and I really missed that too. What about you guys? Oh, for me, Lullington was always good. I always used to appreciate a massive lasagna before opening <clears throat> the bowling. Yeah, it was always a nightmare, wasn't it? If you were going out to bowl second, and you obviously animals like us would tank up with at least one plate full. You'd have to try and win the toss and bowl, really. Yeah. That was always the plan at a decent ground like that. Worst cricket tea of all time, Derby Kongs. Oh yeah, I've 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 had a tea there. It's dreadful, embarrassing. Yeah, Trent side was always all right, wasn't it? From Trent memory. side, yeah, not bad, yeah. not yeah, bad, solid tea. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Really, what you want in a cricket tea is a good mixture of hot food, cold food, Scotch eggs, pork pies, sausage rolls. I yeah, your pastries. Your pastries are important, aren't they? Selection of meat. I need. Uh, crisps, three varieties of minimum. Um, pickled onion. Yeah, uh, check out. White bread, brown bread. We need a tea urn, piping hot. We need <laughs> desserts. Scones are good. Yes. Homemade cakes. Shout out to Mrs. Porter. <laughs> we need. Yeah, she slaved over these. She slaved over these for hours. <laughs> We, we're talking penguin bars minimum. Oh, I remember yeah. going somewhere where we had Yorkie bars. And I'm not talking about the medium-sized ones. I'm talking about large ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, very good. I, th I think anything that's a hot tea that's got warm warmth on it is 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 up there. It's instantly... It's going to start at a 6 out of 10 if it's got warm food on there, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. It's something that... Having played in Australia, they just don't get. No, they just don't, don't get it. Some clubs, which is the ultimate in villages, bring your own food, and then everyone, everyone in your team brings barbecue shapes and nothing else. Or um, we we were lucky at our club because they did have some rolls that they put on, which were good, sort of chicken and that kind of thing. But Wait, which club are you talking here, Rafe? South Lonnie. Yeah, they did have the pies, didn't they? The Knights. Yeah, they had them for a long system. But I remember my first game when I played a long system. And 
I just like was like, well, where's the tea? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, where's the tea? And I remember I had to walk around to Coles and get just, I don't know what I got, like some crisps and a, probably cans of Coke and a box of cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know what I got, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, furious with that. And Australia doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. It's, it's awful. Um, mm. I'm actually quite hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, actually. Smith, you got a quiz for us, mate? <laughs> Certainly have, mate. Um, right, boys, this week we're going to go with a famous cricket match, the Ashes 2005, one of our favourite things to watch ever. Um, fifth test at the Oval. I need you to name any player that played in that game one by one, and we'll see how many you can get through. Ray, if you want to go first? Sure. Paul Collingwood. <laughs> Correct. Famously out LBW to Sean Tate. And... Oh, that was going to be player. He got sledged, didn't he, for scoring something like 14 runs in the series, but getting an NBA. Mm. Didn't take that. Yeah. Take okay, Madelberg. Well, I was actually going to say Sean Tate, believe it or not. Yeah, pathetic by me, that, wasn't it, telling you the answer? Yeah. 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 I was, I was, we were thinking uh, oddballs in that one, and... Up there. Doesn't get older than the wild thing. <laughs> Slow. Right. Um, Ricky Ponting. Correct. Opposite number, Michael Vaughan. Correct. Andrew Caddick's nemesis, Marcus Triscothic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gold. Yes, Marcus Triscothic did open the batting. <laughs> The big man with a cowboy hat, Matthew Hayden. Matty, Matty Hayden. Open the batting. The human wheelie bin, Ashley Giles. The king of Spain. <laughs> Correct. Jones, not Simon, but Geraint. Geraint Jones. Correct. Adam Gilchrist. Correct. Warning. Correct. Brother Talk, of talking Levi. a hot hedge. Shame worn, my word. Um, brother of Levi, Andrew Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he did play. Uh, the famous uh, technology store out here, Bingley, Brettley. <laughs> yep, correct. Going um, well, boys. James May's predecessor, Freddie Flintoff. <laughs> Andrew Flintoff. Carnot. Correct. Not related to Alexander Graham, but Ian Bell. Yes, good shout. Oh, pain hugs you. One of your mates at Warwickshire, wasn't he? I've never, never, never spoke to him. <laughs> <laughs> what about the pigeon Glenn McGrath I think he was fit for that one yes the thoroughbred was fit so too flying cult Damien Martin yes Hoggy Matthew Hoggard yes yeah, sure. correct the farmer Steve Arbison Steve Harmison, correct, was not out on twenty. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go massive here. 
I'm going to go massive. Michael Kasparovic. Incorrect. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they play Gillespie in that test. I would have gotten... They would have gone no. Tate, Warren, McGrath, Lee. Lee. Yeah. Who was their other seamer? Tate, McGrath, Lee, Warren. Simon Katic. Oh, Catman played. Yeah. The, the cat. cat. Yeah, I think he scored some lovely runs in that series, actually. About to get six. Yeah, I think the only one we've not mentioned was KP. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Is that was that the test where he dyed his hair blue, or was that Nottingham? White stripe, if I remember right, all the way through. Yeah, they didn't do it blue. Didn't have a blue stripe. I can't think. Oh, I was yeah, that in the celebrations with Flintoff. Yeah. I can't remember whether it was blue then. No. Well, one for the listeners. One for the listeners. Yeah, send hey, it in. I enjoyed that. Enjoyed now, that. we do need some correspondence requests and we need people to give us plenty of feedback on local sporting hotheads. We've tickled your fancy a little bit by bringing up some of our favourite stories, but I'd love to hear some local hothead stories um, and also we do need to we do need some more information on the OC ideally so if <laughs> yeah. anyone can help out with that that would be great I'd love to hear some stories from the listeners about um, us three if anyone's ever seen us three losing our marbles on a sports field that would be great mm. that would be really good and quite damning <laughs> um, and yeah. how do they get in touch with us Tommy you're the you're the, you're the bloody technophobe yeah, the, the old technophobe. Well, uh, this week I've um, I was meant to make a Twitter account, didn't. So we will we'll hold off that one for another week. But yeah, um, you can reach us at uh, the Villagers Pod on Instagram, or you can contact us at uh, thevillagerspod at gmail dot com. Um, please do leave a review as well um, on our podcast, whether that's wherever you get them from. Um, judging from our list is mainly Spotify, but you know we're not prejudiced here. So please do you know rate and review. It massively helps us. Um, so we can uh, keep building the village, which of course is our new hashtag. So uh, please build the village um, for our listeners, fictioners or real. Fictional. Fictioners, fictional listeners. Fictioners. Fictional listeners, Dave. Um, what countries yeah, are we think... in this week, boys? What new countries oh have we God, had? We have been... United Arab Emirates, we can tick that off. Qatar, we can tick that off. Uh, Barbados, tick. Denmark, tick. Yeah, Barbados uh, is a wild one, isn't it? We thought that might be Jimmy Adams, didn't we, Tom? Yeah, we did think that might have been Jimmy Adams until I realised that uh, he doesn't uh, follow me on Instagram, so it quite clearly wasn't Jimmy Adams. But we'll all live there. in Barbados. All live in Barbados. <laughs> um, so there's, a, there's a few uh, clerical errors with that one. And if you do need to order a Mandelberg pizza, I would advise calling Jimmy Adams to do so. Yes, uh, Rafe has called the uh, the ex West Indies captain from the Shoulder of Mutton pub requesting a pizza, um, and I got a bollocking from Martin Clinley. <laughs> so I think on that note, lads, um, it's been a it's, it's been good. And guys, we look forward to hopefully hearing you next week and around our three topics. But keep building that village with a hashtag and a. Over and out, stay village. That is very good. The swing works, the Oracle again. Quite brilliant from Simon Jones.